This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code takes that chance 10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 on a field down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket from the. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 on a field down. Lindelof misses his header. De Poitras in. Round to Heya. 2 0 on a field down. 2 0 on a field down. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! And Tommins scores! Tommins has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. De Plattras forward. De Plattras got the better. Yes! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance, the warm-up. Considering that no town fans were laughing at Norwich 7, Huddersfield 0, I thought we could do with injecting some humour into the warm-up. And with Rotherham on the horizon, what better way to do that than invite a couple of Chuckle Brothers onto the podcast? To me, to you, it's Ollie Fisher. And to me, to you again, it's Josh Quirk. How are we doing, chaps? Not bad, mate. How are you? Good. We all good, Ollie. This is your first uh, foray yeah. on to uh, take that chance since the uh, Sweargate incident of 2018. I've served my two year ban now. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> John um, yeah, I'm better than Tuesday word, night. So, okay. excellent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, we're here to talk about Huddersfield Town versus Rotherham, a, um, a rather important game in the championship for us this weekend. So, uh, Huddersfield Town Rotherham, let's delve into the past a little bit. These two sides have met 57 times, of which the Millers have only won 10. Uh, Town have won 31, which gives us a very healthy win ratio of 54%. Uh, 
Uh, earlier this season, Pippa forced an injury time on goal at the New York Stadium for the 16th draw between the two clubs. Uh, so uh, today's memorable game uh, we'll pick. Well, it wasn't today, but the memorable game between Huddersfield Town and Rotherham I've picked is from 1994. When Ollie, you were probably still a little sperm, weren't you, swooning around? Uh, so it was Huddersfield was. Town 1, Rotherham nil, and Andy Booth volley. I think we've probably all seen the... Uh, the volley from the Neil Warnock promotion video. Uh, it was a great day. Cut back uh, and volleyed him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it got goal of the season, didn't it? Uh, a boothy wonder volley in front of a, a quite a big Christmas crowd. I think there was about fifteen thousand there, which was quite good for that time uh, in the stadium. So it was a a good day in the Neil Warnock era. Um, eventually, we got to uh, to Wembley one promotion. Do you remember much from that day, Josh? You probably would have been older than <laughs> ten or something like. Yeah, that. something like that. No, not really, mate. To be honest, apart from the goal. Mm. Uh, I think that's all that probably sticks out of it, really. To be uh, to be fair, absolutely, and we could hopefully do a bit older uh, than me. You, you'll know. Couple of years, <laughs> not many. <laughs> right, let's move on to Rotherham. So some strengths and weaknesses. So this is the uh, the part of the uh, podcast where we uh, look at Rotherham in a little bit more detail. And remember, no slacking, guys, as the Chuckle Brothers say. Uh, Rotherham's style under Paul Warren has often been a bit. Bit smash and grab, I think it's fair to say. Uh, they tend to sit deep and defend and, and try and nick goals. Uh, however, lately they've uh, they've been needing some results, so they've come out of the shell a little bit. And uh, I watched both games against Millwall and Wickham randomly because uh, I had nothing better to do. You've been that bad, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they were very very unlucky in both games. They should have won both games, even though Wickham beaten three 0 Rotherham were were the better side, really. Uh, they can pass the ball when needed. They've got Bar Laser who sits at the uh, the base of a midfield diamond. Matt Crooks uh, sits at the tip. Uh, and they can often be direct and, and mix it up and put the ball into the channels quite a lot for uh, the likes of Freddie Ladapo and uh, and Smith up front, Michael Smith. And, and their running in the channels can cause quite a lot of problems for sides. Uh, other things that we've picked up, so Rotherham average around 11 shots per game, which is ironically the amount town concede per game. So... Most of those tend to be off target. So only three shots on target. Uh, in terms of concession, Rotherham are the second highest conceders of set pieces in the league. Uh, so they tend to give away a large percentage of free kicks around the area as well. So that's potentially one route that uh, can be used to to beat them. So potentially Isaac and Benza could be uh, important. So what, what have you guys picked up and made of Rotherham uh, during this season and what's really stood out for you? I'll let you go first, Ollie. You look like you're champing at the bit then. <laughs> um, so based on that Wickham game on, on Monday, which obviously was a big game for us, uh, was, was just sort of watching um, Gillette Soccer Saturday and they kept going to the game and Chris Kamara was there and he was saying Rotherham are absolutely battering Wickham. I've no idea how Wickham have got one goal, a two goal, and then eventually a three goal advantage. Sounds like Wickham went there and did a bit of a job on them, let them have a lot of the possession because that's not really what Rotherham are used to. They're actually probably better playing on the counter, as you say, knocking balls into the channels. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think Rotherham are, are a strange side. I don't know what people were expecting from them when they came up. Probably another struggle. Um, but I actually don't mind their squad. I look at some of their players and think they'd be functional in our team. I think probably both of their front two would actually maybe start for us. You know, I think they're on 10 and 9 goals or something this season. Um, but they're better away from home at Rotherham. You know, they've picked up more points away than they have at home. Um, so that probably proves the point about them um, playing better than on the back foot and they're conceding possession a bit more. Um, so whether that factors into our approach, I'm not really sure. But um, I noticed that Rotherham have actually won one of their last 16 games against us in all competitions. 
Mm. And that, that one win was that dreadful 2 0 home defeat back in 2015. The um, where we got of all people. Yeah, um, we got really, I think it was a baking hot day and we got properly booed off that day. <laughs> um, and that felt like we'd been dragged right back into the relegation fight. It was a late season game. And I just hope that it's not another ominous kind of late season fixture like that was. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, both teams like bang out of form, I guess. So uh, it, it feels like it could be a tough watch on, on Saturday, regardless of the occasion. Josh, what have you picked up from Rotherham? Yeah, I think like, like Lee said there, I mean, they've mixed it to like a 3-5-2, now, aren't they going from a 4-4-2? Uh, they're sort of playing like um, like that 3-5-2 formation. Um, I think it could be, like I said, like, it, could be a, it could be a tough game, hard watch. Um, I think they'll let us have the ball. I, I think they'll the emphasis will be on us to take the game to them, um, which will probably suit them. And they're away from, I think, out of the last eight, they've won five. Um, with three defeats coming by only a goal at Millwall, Bournemouth, and uh, I believe it was Norwich. So their away form is actually pretty decent, and I think it'll probably suit them. The fact of what happened to us at Norwich this uh, this week that the emphasis really is on us to come out and perform and win the game. Now we've more or less made it a bit of a a bit of a must win fixture for itself. Um, I think they'll. Like I said, with the big lads up front, I think they'll try and probably get down the side with Ladapo's pace. Um, and they'll probably play for set pieces, I'd imagine, being, being quite a big side. And um, it's down to us to counter it and with having the ball, just trying to keep trying to keep the ball off them and move the ball around the park. Yeah, so we'll have a look. So key players in terms of key... So Rotherham, obviously, they need to respond as well. So a 3-0 home defeat to Wickham doesn't look great, even... Even neither does a seven nil away defeat to anybody. Never mind Norwich. So you know both teams are, are obviously be looking to uh, to hit back in this one. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, a few things, um, courtesy of Mister Chicken, is he, he was telling me earlier that Huddersfield Town have have never uh, after a seven a six or seven nil defeat. Uh, well, six after a hammering essentially, uh, Town usually come back with uh, with a win or uh, don't tend to lose the next game, uh, which you know. Immediately made me think, oh, that's going to be one nil Rotherham. But we'll uh, we'll look at key players. So key players. So I'll I'll let you guys go go first. Uh, Ollie, who have you picked as a, a key player for Rotherham and who may be someone who could uh, potentially hurt us on the day? Um, this might be an obvious pick, but I've gone with Ladapo. Um, from what I've seen of him, he's probably better than them. Without any disrespect, to, well, not much disrespect, Rotherham. But I just feel like if we're going to lose this game, it's going to be clumsiness at the back again from us. You know, we've seen perhaps Tuesday's not the best example because of how good Norwich are, but we've seen a lack of organisation and silly individual errors cost us time and time again. Ladapo's quick, uh, he's strong, he's pretty good technically. Um, and I think that he might be the one that causes us a few more problems, uh, particularly on the counter, than, um, than, you know, yeah, it's, it's got to be Ladapo. Josh? Uh, I went Dan Belazer. Um, I think signed him last, I think we were on loan there last year from Newcastle. And um, they picked him up again this summer. I think he was on the bench when we played him earlier in the season. I don't know if he were injured. Um, I think he's played around, when I looked at 27 games this season, I think he's got three goals, four assists, 19, I think we're having a look here, 19% of his... Uh, Goal involvement for Rotherham this year he's been involved in. Um, probably, I'd say, one of their technical, technically best, better players on the ball. 
Um, so it's probably one that we'd need to have a look at, trying to close down early um, and good with a dead ball. Set, uh, set pieces could be key. And I think if uh, I think if we, we allow him around the box and a set piece around the box, he could be a bit of a danger for us. Yeah, good player. The, the one I've gone for is uh, Lewis Wing. Uh, the reason I've gone for Lewis Wing is because uh, I thought he was great at Middlesbrough. Um, I was very surprised when he ended up at Rotherham. I thought, I think around about 18 months ago, I thought he was Middlesbrough's best player when they, they came to our place and he was outstanding that day. And uh, watching them the other day, he's very much box to box, full of energy. And if you play that narrow midfield, you need someone to, um, to sort of break lines and, and move into areas where, uh, you know, your traditional central midfielders aren't going to go. And he's, he's doing that quite well, full of energy. And, uh, when you look at town against Norwich, energy is one thing that we definitely didn't have. So um, an energetic midfielder hopefully um, doesn't cause us too many problems uh, this weekend. So let's move on to uh, to town themselves. So how do Huddersfield combat Rotherham? So uh, from things I've looked at, set pieces obviously being a weakness. You suspect Isaac and Benza may come into contention as the only player who can really whip a set piece for, for town. Uh, just, although, to be fair... He's a little bit out of form at the minute. Uh, inside the box, Keo, Saar, and maybe Sonogo become important tools as well. Uh, but town strength is is often down the flanks, and with injuries to Toffolo and Pippa potentially, uh, you kind of look and you think maybe we'll we'll struggle a little bit. So we may drive through the centre uh, via Lewis O'Brien, like he did uh, in the last home game, where where Lewis against Brentford was was superb, but carrying straight through the middle. So. Uh, I, I potentially start looking at, at that area. Uh, and so for me, if, if Rotherham play this diamond 4-4-2, uh, Town playing a 3-5-2, and the last team to play a diamond that came to Huddersfield was Swansea. And uh, Swansea's midfield diamond that day was swallowed completely by Nabisar stepping into midfield and creating and, and Fraser Campbell and Dwayne Holmes, sorry, dropping back. And all of a sudden you've got an overload through the middle and Town used that advantage you know man advantage to really take the game away from Swansea and you would maybe suspect that maybe what we might try and do again although like Ollie says Rotherham will probably sit deep so um, the centre-backs pushing forward would be quite key and I think when they do that you start to look at Alex Vico and you maybe think maybe Alex Vico could come in as a centre-back and, and move into midfield as well and all of a sudden you've got two that can push in and create those overloads and, and draw Rotherham out and pick passes so that may be where our, our strength lies on the day. Um, but like Ollie says, where Rotherham are dangerous are, are balls down the flanks for Ladapo and Smith. Um, so that will cause problems for whoever's at the back for town. So, But I do think we'll go with, with a 3-5-2. Um, so what about you guys? So I'll throw it to you first, Josh, because uh, Ollie went first last time. Uh, how do you look at town and how they would combat Rotherham? And uh, you can pick your key player at the end of it for town as well on the day. My key player was someone you've said it with Vallejo, um, to be fair. I think it's one of them games where we're going to have to be, they are going to be physical. They're not the best team on the ball, particularly. And I think I'd, I'd maybe put him in midfield next to Hogg. Um, and I would try and win the ball as high up as possible, very much like we did against Brentford um, in the first sort of 20 minutes before I went off. Um, he's also better on the ball than I think people give him credit for, really. I think he's got that, I have a pass that can split, um, sort of split, split to the thirds quite quickly with a pass. And then if you've got um, O'Brien in front of him, you sort of get that from O'Brien where you get the best out of him. He's turning, he's going forward and driving forward. 
And I think that's where that's he's my sort of key player for town. Because I think if we can get them on the back foot and create pressure, yeah, I mean, it's a big game. There's going to be mistakes in the game. It's a big game for both teams. And I think it's just how we start. We can't let them. We can't let them get get a foothold in the game. We can't let them get an early goal. We we need to start from the off and really press up high. And we've seen we've seen we can do it earlier in the season when we've got the players in the side. Um, I think if we press early doors and go go quite hard at them, and um, just I think maybe try and open it up, allow us fullbacks, whichever fullbacks playing, to maybe create a bit of an overlap, um, and just really getting behind them. And that's uh, that's how I would go at it. To be honest, I'd just try and press as hard in midfield and win the ball as high up the pitch as possible. Fish. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say we can probably learn something from how Wickham played on Monday. Now, I suppose it's different circumstances whereby Wickham are going all out for a win, really, and they need they need three points on the board if they're going to have any chance of staying up. But I understand why town fans are saying that this is a must-win game because you look mm-hmm. at our remaining fixtures and you think there aren't many winnable games um, that, that we could target. However, I'd argue this is a must-not-lose and I know it's always dangerous when you go into a game thinking just don't lose, uh, but we have lost the games that we must not lose so far. And I think we need to be a bit more streetwise about how we go about trying to trying to nullify them. Um, I'd let them have the ball, to be honest, because I gather, I've not watched every Rotherham game like Matt has this season, uh, but I gather that they struggle uh, to break teams down when, they, when they're a bit more organised. And I do think we have what it takes to hurt them up the other end, especially as, if you both say, we can overload them through the middle. Um, I would play 3-5-2 and just try the midfield swarm method again, especially if they play that diamond. Um, but I noticed they have played three at the back a couple of times recently, so it'd be interesting to see if one tries to match us up. Um, but yeah, Keyman Vallejo, uh, presuming that he starts, um, will be absolutely massive. Um, but I'm looking as well at O'Brien because. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think he's actually uh, come on leaps and bounds since we switched to, to playing a 3-5-2. I think he's the kind of player that you look at and think he can properly grab the game by the scruff of the neck and we've been missing someone like that. You know, Holmes has been in and out of games. Um, Hogg has had his moments where you, you think, uh, you know, that's the legs have gone and stuff. but. Yeah, I, I think um, I think as long as we're a bit more streetwise about it, like I say, I think we've got a chance of picking up a, a positive result here, whether that be a win or whether that just making sure that they don't move three points closer to us. Do you think we put more pressure on ourselves, though, Ollie, with that game on Tuesday to win? 
I agree. He's probably um, not lose, but with the with the performance and how it went, and they've clearly had eyes on this game. Do you think that's added more pressure to the fact that fan wise, it's a, it's a, they expect to win from this game and not a must not lose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we have social media. I mean, what Twitter's like at the best of times, it's a reactionary, sensationalist vacuum. But um, if we don't win on Saturday, or in particular, if we put in a bad performance, then um, pitchforks are going to be out without a doubt. Um, but I think sometimes you just need to look at it in context. And and I do believe that this is um, a, a must-not-lose game. We'll go for the win. I've no doubt of that. I think... Uh, the moment that we get that next win and we get that breathing space, it might actually be enough. You know, we might not need another win then this season. We might just need a couple more draws along the way. Then all of a sudden you look at Coventry who've got to come and you think that's a must not lose. As long as we don't lose that, then we're fine. Uh, but yeah, we've put more pressure on ourselves like we did with that Bournemouth game um, where I thought the selection down at Bournemouth was a bit reckless and you should never when there's, you know, handful of games less than 10 games left in the season should probably never um concede a game from the first whistle and i feel like that's kind of what we did at norwich so yeah probably is more pressure on interesting um i, I would i would caveat that josh and say that i think town fans may be expecting zero points from those two games but the manner of the the defeat against norwich has maybe got a few nerves jangling i would i would imagine um we'll we'll move on do you say key player there ollie would you say in vallejo or are you picking someone else? I'm going to say Mbenza because I think he's going to score a free kick. Uh, the, my key player for this one is uh, is Fraser Campbell, uh, believe it or not. Uh, I think Town will look to Campbell to to press from the front, uh, like you say, Josh, uh, but to also drop into midfield to create those overloads as well. And I think Campbell can cleverly do that. Uh, and I suspect that he may, mm. at points, be, uh, uh, if, if he plays up front with Sonogo, maybe uh, deployed as a 10 at some point as well, like against Brentford. So... Uh, Campbell's versatility, I think, will hopefully come in come in handy for that game. Um, right, so uh, we're on to our feature, so our preview feature. So um, no singing uh, for this yet. So Cos uh, is not on here. So sadly, we don't uh, we don't have that. So it's return to the Mac. So return to the Mac. It's uh, the purpose of this feature is to take a look at this game against Rotherham and bring back a player who would slot into this side and make us better and perhaps. Uh, winners the game. Also, we try not to uh, to pick the same players over and over again, giving us different options. So Aaron Moy, Marcus Stewart, etc. I think we were, and Andy Booth. I think there'd be the three options every week. You know, if we if we didn't put that rule in. Um, so uh, first, I'm going to go with um, Ollie. You go first with uh, the uh, the player that you've picked. Who you bring back to uh, put in this side to help winners the game? Um, well. I think, you know, we've got a bit of a hole in the left wing back position at the moment and there probably hasn't been a better one that I've seen in a town shirt personally anyway than Ben Chilwell. I know he was only on loan, but Christ, what an impression he made. And, uh, you know, now you can see him at Chelsea and probably perhaps inspired by that performance and that goal last night. But I've just thought how good he would look in this current team um, with the way that we play. So, yeah, I'll go for Ben Chilwell. Joshua? I went for Andy Morrison. Uh, I'm just thinking where we are at the moment and sort of where um, he's, he's a leader, wasn't he? I mean, you're a leader, a ball-playing centre-half. He didn't take any any crap. Yeah, I mean, the sort of player that you'd look for in the situation where in a game against Rotherham, where it's like a, it's, it's a big game that you could look at and he's the one who'd stick his chest out. 
Do you know what I mean? That's why I went for him. I don't think. Well, he did have a big chest, yeah. But still, but Strong, he's um, massive one. He's, he's just, he was just a leader. You look, you look. You know, what I mean, there's, there's not we have had many down the years, but he's always one that sticks out, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, for me, I've, I've gone for a cent. I agree with. I think Ollie's going to win this because that's a great shout for Ben Chilwell. Yeah, um, there's no point us doing it. Yeah. So I'm tempted to just <laughs> throw it by putting Chris Hay in or somebody like that. Do you know? What I'm saying? <laughs> just, just to, but the the player that I've gone for this week. Um, Towns midfield struggle badly against um, against Norwich, and sometimes I just feel like uh, Hog aside, maybe we don't have um, you know, not including Lewis O'Brien. So apart from Hog and O'Brien, sometimes you just think maybe we just need a, a real force, you know, a, co- a combative force in there. Sometimes someone, who, but unlike Hog, someone who can move forward rather than you know someone who does that sort of uh, shielding job that that Hoggy does very well. Uh, and um, so I'm going to go back to 1992. Uh, Town brought in a uh, top-class midfielder who could pass, get on the ball, uh, and was as combative as uh, as anyone really that I've seen in a, in a town shirt. And my return to the Mac is Peter Butler. Um, Ollie obviously has no idea who I'm talking about. <laughs> but I remember was... Andy Butler, but not Peter. Oh, Andy Butler! Didn't, <laughs> no, he even they'll get never get picked by me in this. But uh, Peter Butler was a was a quality midfielder. He um, Town in in ninety one ninety two. Uh, when we're when me and Josh were kids, I'm classing you as my age now, Josh. So uh, yeah. he, um, we had uh, Kieran O'Regan and uh, and Chris Marsden were our central midfielders, and and they both got injuries, and we brought Peter Butler on loan, and Chris Marsden came back at the same time, and and Chris Marsden and Peter Butler was probably a Premier League midfield in in League One, if you like. It was out, it was outrageous how good they were together, and uh, Town had dropped us sort of seventh, uh, eighth, or ninth in the league. Uh, went on a bad run, um, which Owen Hand got sacked with. And then with those two in midfield, just shot right back up in, into third spot. And uh, they were outstanding. And then I think it was West Ham. It was either West Ham West or I South went to, End. West I think Ham. it was South End yeah. he was on loan from. And uh, they wouldn't let us have him for the playoffs because they wanted to sell him to West Ham. And uh, the rest is history. We had to play John Kelly in the playoff semi-final. And, uh, and uh, you know, poor John Kelly wasn't so much good. So that's Return to the Max. So... Uh, we're moving on to our second feature now of, of You Are the Coach. So it's that time of the episode where we don David Wagner's blue baseball cap, Carlos's skinny chinos, and Matt Robbins's glowering expression as we try to predict what will happen with team selection and the score. Uh, firstly, let's make sure you all download the new app from FanHub and get involved with the, the team predictions there. Uh, and you can take on uh, some of those guys um, uh, via the app as well. Um, currently in the app... Uh, in first place, we have Pugwash. And nobody uses their real name, but Pugwash is in first place, town <laughs> fan. Uh, second place is JWAT, J what maybe, up the town. Uh, and then I'm there to be shot at in third spot. So um, come and have a go. Uh, Simon from the podcast is 11th and Brady is 12th, who are they're definitely slacking uh, in that. So uh, so how are we going to play this game? So for me, my I'll, I'll go first, and then you guys can you can follow from there. Uh, so I've, I'd go with a 3-5-2. I, I know why people have pick a 4-2-3-1 to try and squeeze uh, maybe Mbenza or Aaron's in the side to, to have a real go at them from, from wide, especially if they play a midfield diamond. You know, getting that ball wide and, you know, and creating two versus one out wide is uh, would be quite key. Uh, but I'm going to go 3-5-2 because we've had a little bit of success with it, and I did like it when we played against Swansea and the defenders stepped up into midfield. Um, Ryan Schofield's my goalkeeper if he's back from his illness. Uh, my back three is Alex Vallejo, Richard Keogh, and Nabi Sarr. Uh, 
again, two people to step into midfield from defence. Nabisar, Vaiko, uh, perfect for the job. Uh, my midfield is Pippa if fit, but I'm slightly concerned that it won't be. Uh, Bakuna, Hogg, Lewis O'Brien in the midfield, <laughs> and Aaron Rowe is going to be my left wing back. Uh, and the front two, I've gone for Campbell and Sonogo up front. Um, Campbell dropping off into, you know, dropping off a little bit from the front line just to, like I say, create those overloads. Uh, I expect, I think Town will come back from, from that 7-0. I think we will win this game 2-1. I can't see it's not conceding. <laughs> and we've only scored more than one goal twice in the last 15 games. But Saturday, I think, is the day. Town 2, Rotherham 1, I, I think. Uh, although my it's one of those heart says 2-1, head says 1-1, one, one, but I'm going to go 2-1. I'm going to let the heart over with. Uh, Ollie. Um, I basically got the exact same team as you, except what was your front two again? Sonogo and Campbell. Right, I play uh, Sonogo and Benza. Now, I know it seems harsh dropping Campbell because of his work rate, his pressing from the front and all of that, but frankly, we need goal threat. And Campbell and Sonogo up front together offer absolutely no goal threat, I'm afraid. You know, Sonogo's fantastic. Um, in what he does in the intangibles, where he, you know, he battles for balls, he holds play up well. Um, I actually think he's he's pretty tricky, you know, for the big man as well. Um, but we need someone who's who's going to perhaps be a bit more direct and not just going to constantly drop into midfield. I know Sonogo pins deep, but that often isn't actually complemented with the kind of chemistry you'd hope for with Campbell. So uh, let's try something different and have Benzen on for the set pieces as well. That just gives us a another dagger um, and rest of the team exactly the same to be honest I'm also sceptical of people's fitness but if he is fit please play him on the right side for God's sake and play Rowe as a left wing back I think that's all we can do the Dehaney experiment has tried, been tried and it's failed unfortunately um, and then yeah those are the best three to, to take right, the game to them <laughs> no we, that's one thing we do agree on um, and uh, Prediction, I'm going to go with with your head. Um, I think it's going to be a 1-1. I think I think this is going to be uh, tense, timid. I don't think there's going to be an awful lot of free-flowing football on show, to be totally honest with you. Um, but I would honestly sign up for a 1-1 right now. I know that sounds negative, but I just think we need to, after that 7-0 humiliation on Tuesday, we just need to get back on the base and, and build from there, really. Josh? I've mixed it up a bit, to be honest. I think after, like, say on Tuesday, we we need a bit of a reaction. Um, I think in a game that we, you know, I mean, we're going to be, it's all going to be on us to attack rather than I think, like I said, we've all sort of agreed that they're probably going to sit in and try and hit on the break. Uh, we need to create as many chances as possible. So, barring any sort of injuries that we hadn't heard about, I've gone 4 3 3. Um, I have gone with Schofield in goal. I have moved Pippa back to right back. Um, I've got Stearman and Zah, and due to the fact that he played um, about 30 minutes in that position for the B team of the day, like a bit of a runoff, I've gone Rolando Aaron's at left back because um, he has played there for Newcastle before. Um, I have Hogg yeah. and, and Vallejo um, behind O'Brien, and then I've gone and Benz are on the right, Campbell in the middle, and Sorba Thomas on the left because I just think on. Against Norwich, I think he had a nice little cameo when he came on. I know the game was gone, but he at least looked positive. He's got something to prove um, to push his way in. 
to a side. Um, also put in a few good set pieces as well, which we nearly scored from. Um, and I think with Benzer and Thomas, you've got a bit of pace out wide and you've got delivery. And Thomas has been for the B team. I think and he got goal and goals and assists in every game he's played. I think so. Awesome. Why not? We need we need to mix it up. We need we need to take the game to them and try try and get the win. So that's what I'd go with. Mm, interestingly, I asked Dave Hartrick if he fancied coming on this uh, today as well, but Dave couldn't make it. But he has he has put his team on WhatsApp for me what he'd pick, and he he's gone with um, an interesting one where he's gone with um, four two three one combo, which is Schofield, but he's gone with Rowan Dehaney as fullbacks. Uh, with Saar and Keo, so he's gone for that back four and a winger, if you like, at fullback, you know, like you have there, Josh. Uh, Hogan O'Brien as the two, but he's also picked Sauber, Thomas, Bakunrin and Benza behind Sonogo, so that's quite an interesting interesting side as well. Um, but, yep, lots to do. Uh, score prediction again, Josh, what did you say that was going to be? I think we'll just edge it 1-0. Right, so I've gone for 2-1, Ollie's gone for 1-1, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Ollie? And Josh has gone for 1-0, yeah. so all three predictions uh, indicate a potentially tight game. Uh, I think that's all what we're expecting, a bit attritional at times as well, and, and hopefully... Uh, town uh, fully turn up to this one so thanks for listening to uh, the warm-up let us know in the the comments section and let us know on uh, social media what score and how you think this will go as well uh, and we'll be back after the uh, the Bournemouth game uh, on Wednesday so we'll be back on Wednesday with the main podcast and uh, we'll catch you later oh what a night late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in Georgia Square did see What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe and mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walks And a fence and then The commentator yelled he takes our chance
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.